We all have bosses, not just the person of authority at our work. I'm talking about the things that lead us and dictate the way that we live our life. Here are some things that could be our bosses. Jesus, he could be your boss. Yourself, you probably are your boss a lot of the time. Some desire that you have allowed to take control. Your boss could be your GPA or a relationship or some dream that you have. All of us submit to some, to someone or something to dictate how we live, how we spend our money, how we use our time. In this episode, we're going to look at what Paul said to the church at Rome about who should be your boss. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. In Romans 6, Paul is helping the early church deal with their sin and live a life that's free from sin. He asks some rhetorical questions to help set up his argument for freedom from sin. It seems that some were struggling with sin and were saying that the more they sin, the more grace that is needed, and that got and that, that and at that God gets more glory, okay? I love the argument that the people were making. But essentially what they're saying is the more I sin, the the bigger God is and the better he looks. Well, that's that's not how it works. Paul has demonstrated in these previous chapters the contrast between Adam and Jesus. Disobedience versus obedience. Unrighteousness versus righteousness. This contrast sets us up for the content of chapter 6. Paul wants the followers of Jesus in Rome to experience freedom from sin. Before Jesus, sin is our master. Sin is in charge. Sin owns us. It dominates us. It controls us. Sin defines who we are. It declares us its captive. We serve sin. Before Jesus, sin has power over us. But when, until we meet Jesus and decide to allow him to be our boss... When we pledge our allegiance to Jesus, we are united with him. The pa- therefore, the power of sin is broken. We're no longer guilty. Sin no longer is in charge. It has lost its power and control over us. We're innocent. We're set free from sin. When we meet Jesus, sinful desire, is no- sinful desire no longer has power in your life. You can win over pornography. You can beat your addiction. You can win because you are with Jesus Christ. Paul uses baptism to help us understand the spiritual battle that has been taking place and is now won in the person and work of Jesus. And we unite to him. Verse 4 of chapter 6, Paul says, We were buried therefore with him, baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Buried with Christ brings up the idea of death. When something dies, it is the decisive end to something. In this case, it is the decisive death to the old way of our living. Our sinful, old sinful self is dead. It no longer has life. 
It is completely dead. It is not our master. The sinful nature inside of you is dead because you were buried with Christ Jesus. And we are united with Christ Jesus. Our status is changed. Our master is new. Our desires are changed and renewed. In Jesus, when we're united with him, you are free. Jesus is the boss. Now you can win over your sinful desires. So here's just a few things about being united with Christ. First, because we are with Jesus, we can be transformed into his likeness. We've all heard it said we become like those we hang out with. We are connected to, we hang out with Jesus, so we begin to look like and act like and think like Jesus does. We bear his image in this broken world. Second, we are rescued from the slavery of sin when we unite with Jesus Christ. Before Jesus, sin was in charge of your life. It was your master. We submitted to sin's control before Jesus. We let our desires become the driving force, and those desires that were good became our God, and we were under their control and became their slave. But when someone unites with Christ, we can have victory over sin. We can win. We can defeat our sinful desires because we are no longer slaves to sin. Third, we're delivered from the presence of sin. To say this another way, it's not, sin is no longer the realm we live in. Sin is not where we, re, where we reside. We live in a new arena, the arena of new life, the, the state of abundant living, the life that Jesus talks about in John chapter 10, verse 10. Finally, when we're united with Christ, we're released from the power of sin. Before Jesus, we had no change. We had no chance to have victory over our sin. God through the person and work of Jesus, destroyed the power of sin. And Paul is trying to help the Roman church live out from under the power of sin, and that can only happen because the power that raised Jesus from the grave is available to you, and to me it's available to us. We can see, we can use that power, the power that brought Jesus from the grave, to help us win over our sin every day. All of this affects how we live. The same thing that Paul told the church in Rome all those years ago is what we need to hear. Listen to this from chapter 16, verse 19. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led even deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Before Jesus, you used to be a certain way, and that certain way led to deeper sin, to more. Think about your life for just a second. You can probably testify or witness on how you used to be captured by sin, and it kept taking you deeper and deeper into sin. Think about the consequences and the places that your sin took you. But now, because you're united with Jesus, you can live a new life. You can experience living the life God intended, the way you can, you can live life the way God intended for it to be. But you have to put some work into it. Okay, 
Just a quick reminder, justification is by faith in the person and work of Jesus. Sanctification happens when we partner with the Holy Spirit and bust our tails to look like Jesus. You can do it, I can do it, but it requires some effort to renew our mind and walk in this newness of life. Here are some things that we can do to walk in the new life and submit to the loving and life-giving reign of Jesus. First, identify some areas of your life that you still submit to sin and allow it to control you. Second, put your face in the Bible every day. Saturate your mind with the Word of God. Find a reading plan. Read the Bible. Slow down and meditate on it. Let the Bible get inside your heart and inside your mind. Third, find some others that can hold you accountable and encourage you to live free from sin and start to live out the principles and the truths of God's Word in your everyday life. Finally, pray asking God to help you walk in this new life, a life guided by the Spirit and filled with the fruits of the Spirit. I'm praying that today you and I can experience freedom from sin and walk in this new life. If I can help you or you got any questions, please don't hesitate to text me at 205-807-8645. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.